Hey guys, and welcome back to the FFP. My name is Christian, and today we're going to be breaking down a question that I've been trying to answer for the last few days, which is just simply, Miles Sanders or Josh Jacobs, which back has better fantasy value? Now, that question is pretty loaded. After all, we've got to think about standard leagues, PPR leagues, dynasty, redraft, keeper. There's a lot to evaluate there, but I think it's a good and important question to ask. Why do you ask? One, because these guys are going to be compared a lot. Guys who come out of the draft at the same time, they are two stud young backs. There's a lot of comparisons to be made there, but also because it's just a good mental exercise to sit back, look at their stats and their situations and everything involved, and just evaluate which player has better fantasy value. It's a good process to go through. It's not simply enough to know that these guys are talented. They made the NFL. Yes, we know they're talented. We have to measure what is their fantasy value next to one another. I think it's awesome to have information. I know a lot of people who are just loaded their minds with tons of stats, but when you don't know how to take one stat and compare it to another, that, that can make it very difficult to have a good fantasy understanding. I know the phrase is, you can't compare apples and oranges, and while I think that's somewhat true, and I would consider these guys apples and oranges in comparison to each other because they're not the same style of running backs, in fantasy, you have to compare apples and oranges. That's essentially our job. So that's what we're going to do today, compare two different style backs and ultimately decide which guy has more value. So what we'll do is we'll break them down individually and get a bit of an overview for who they are and then compare some of the more notable stats against one another and see kind of what that gives us ultimately. Then I'll do a little bit of a recap at the end and talk about redraft and standard and PPR and all that stuff and just get a little bit specific with it. But let's dive. Let's just dive in, guys. Let's just get started and uh, probably go with uh, Miles Sanders first. So Miles Sanders at 5'11", 211 pounds. He's a smaller and faster back. He does work in the passing game. He's very quick, but maybe not the most physical of backs. I think, first of all, he is not a weak back, and he does not get pushed around on the field. But his strength is his speed and his versatility. That's got to be the word that I would use to kind of define what he does as a back most. He's very versatile, and he does a lot of things fairly well. He will probably never be the Derrick Henry bruiser, although very few guys ever get to be. Derrick Henry is phenomenal, but you get the point. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's weak. He's not explosive or powerful. That's not what I'm saying. Again, 50 catches last year, which, by the way, was the 10th most catches by a rookie running back ever. You can see where his strengths lie. Again, he's a little bit undersized, but he could pick up some weight, get a little bit stronger, get a little bit bigger. We saw Christian McCaffrey do that, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him do the same. It's been a trend for running backs over the last few years. In fact, Tevin Coleman just did the same thing as well. I could probably go on and on about running backs who have put on some extra weight just to be a little bit beefier, but... Uh, Last year, he finished 15th in PPR and 16th in standard and ultimately finished as a solid running back two, leaving many to question if he could become a running back one. So let's get into some of the stats. The first thing, like I mentioned, he is a quicker back. He is an open field back. He loves to work in the passing game. Um, I think everybody knows that, so I don't need to get into too many stats on that. But a stat I do have to mention is that he actually finished 11th in average yards after contact. That is a really high for him to finish because he was behind guys like Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette, and even Josh Jacobs, who we'll talk about later. So that's a really, really good group of guys to be kind of slotted around in that category. For 211 pounds to be so, like just so physical, after contact, getting those extra yards and pushing through tackles, you know, for that extra yard or two every single time. That does make a big difference and it gives me a lot of confidence in him, though I think he has a bit of a ceiling in that category. 
Um, what I like most about him, though, I think if I had to say one thing that was just the best about Miles Sanders, because he's got great talent, versatile, great situation. But for me, the thing that's most promising was the last five games of the season where he actually finished sixth in fantasy points among running backs behind guys like Christian McCaffrey, Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, and Kenyon Drake. So again, that's another list of running backs with huge talent and huge upside. And he was right up there with them towards the end of the season. And believe me, five games is nowhere um, nowhere near a short span of time in the NFL. That's about a third of the regular season. So yeah, that is a pretty solid amount of time to finish so well. Because he wasn't as early as a draft pick as, say, Josh Jacobs, he didn't come in week one as the starter, as the guy who was expected to get so many touches. So it did take him a little bit of time to earn that. And yet he's earned it, and it is his backfield now. He really has. In fact, the other back who was there competing with him, Jordan Howard, is now gone. So that tells you how just dominant he was last year. And that's a word I love to use, probably use it too much, but I think it fits in this case. As I've mentioned, I want to get into some of more of the stats on that. He is phenomenal in the passing game for a rookie, and he could very well be the next Christian McCaffrey type to have that insane level of production in the passing game. I really do mean that. Again, 50 catches, 10th. 10th most by a rookie running back ever, but it goes further than that. He finished top 12 in receptions, yards, average depth of target, yards per target, and yards per catch among running backs. Uh, but what I really like is he finished top seven in red zone targets, catches, and touchdowns. So that's very efficient usage when they're getting towards the red zone. They like to throw the ball his way a little bit more. That's a nice boost to get. Going to keep him on the field as well. Again, we address the concern that he might not be as physical as people would like him to be. I think that he is. But even if you were still worried about that, it wouldn't matter because he's staying on the field because they want to throw to him even when they get near the goal line. So who really cares? Am I right? Ultimately, I think he is a really good back in a great situation. Don't forget that the Philadelphia Eagles had the highest run blocking rating last year by Pro Football Focus with a rating of 88.4, the very best run blocking offensive line in the NFL is essentially what that's saying. And that's a great situation to be in. People talk all the time about guys like Ezekiel Elliott having great offensive line and how that's boosted their fantasy value. I think the same thing has to apply here to Miles Sanders. So again, it's a great situation to be involved in. But let's go talk about Josh Jacobs for a few minutes and then we'll compare the guys. So on the other end of the spectrum, we've got a back who's quite a bit different. He is known for his physicality and his size, and the way he likes to run is very north-south. I think that fits John Gruden's offense quite a bit. He is a bit of a bruiser. Uh, reminds me of Adrian Peterson, actually, where it seems like the Raiders are completely okay if, we, if he's getting two to three-yard carries over and over and over again because, hey, eventually he's going to bust that 80-yarder. That's the way Peterson was, especially early on in his career, and that kind of reminds me of the way Jacobs has been running. Now, he's a 220 pounds, so he's only got about 9, 10 pounds on Miles Sanders, but at the running back position in the NFL where these guys are hitting peak physical condition. I think that 10 pounds makes a massive difference. That probably is 10 pounds of pure muscle. And I do think that that helps him out quite a bit. Now, last year, he finished 14th in standard and 21st in PPR because he did only have 20 catches. There's a few things I'll address to that later, but he's clearly not as much of a PPR stud as Miles Sanders was last year. So it is important to know he's going to be more of a standard league back than a PPR back, but it doesn't mean his fantasy value disappears in PPR leagues. In fact, far from it. I still think he has quite a bit of value. 
In fact, he led all rookie running backs in just 13 games because he was banged up in the preseason and he missed some games during the regular season. So in just 13 games, he led all rookie running backs in attempts, yards, and touchdowns. And that's what's really impressive. In just 13 games, which I've said that a million times, but I want to reiterate that because it's very important to take his statistics into context. He had 1,150 rushing yards and he didn't play a full season. He also had seven touchdowns and didn't play a full season. He also managed, because they love to use him, he saw a lot of carries in just those 13 games, 242 carries on the ground. So this guy is getting volume, and that's one thing that I definitely like to have to think he's got over Miles Sanders, is that he seems to be touching the ball more. He also ran a really good 4.8 yards per carry. Now, why do I say really good? Because I think if a guy ran a 4.4, which is just 0.4, less than a half a yard difference, I would say, well, that's okay. But 4.8 yards per carry is impressive for a guy who's running behind the 18th, no, excuse me, was it the 14th worst uh, off run blocking offensive line last season? Excuse me. Uh, but essentially, they are a below average run blocking offensive line. The Raiders were last year. And Hopefully they make improvements in that area. And also, again, he saw a lot of touches and he was banged up with a couple of injuries and things throughout the season. Shows you just how physical he is. And his physicalness is not just proven by his yards per carry, but how he gained those yards. He had an awesome 3.48 average yards after contact. That was seventh behind guys like Raheem Mostart, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, and Chris Carson. Guys who are known for their physicality and guys who were healthy. He also had 69 avoided tackles. That led all running backs last season. That beat Christian McCaffrey. That beat Elliott. That beat Chubb. That beat Barkley. That beat them all. He had the most avoided tackles. So he's a guy who's going to rip through arm tackles. He is not the quickest guy, but if you do not get a full body and a big hit on him, he ain't going down. That's the way he runs, and it's fun to watch. It really is. Uh, that means he had 0.29 avoided tackles per carry which is the most among qualifying running backs as well. So he was very efficient in doing it. That number didn't purely come from volume, and that's nice to see. Uh, this ultimately gave him the highest elusive rating among qualifying running backs, um, 103.6. That is a super high rating. Most guys barely scratch a 60 or a 70 at best in their career. So that tells you how dominant he was. He also had, and I'll this kind of mentions what I talked about earlier with Adrian Peterson, his 32.3% of his yards came from carries on 15 or yards, uh, 15 or more yards, oh, excuse me. Um, but that tells you how explosive he is. He's, like I say, he's going to get a lot of two to three yard carries. That's okay. They're going to keep pounding the rock. This is a very old school offense led by Gruden. And eventually he's going to hit that 80 yarder. And that's where you're going to get a lot of your fantasy points from. I know that worries some people, but it doesn't matter. It worked for Peterson, and it's going to work for Jacobs um, as long as he's still in his prime. Looking back at that, that gives him, again, 32.3% breakaway percentage. That's the sixth best breakaway percentage in the NFL. So again, I think there's a great offense, an offense that wants to feed him the ball. Not quite as much of a PPR stud, but I think a lot of that comes down to scheme and system purely off of the fact that he is a rookie and I don't think that they wanted to overuse him in the passing game because that's not the way the offense was working. They had their safety blanket in uh, uh, Darren Waller, excuse me. And so they've got a lot of options there. I just don't think they needed to. One, I don't think that that means they won't use him in the future. I think as he becomes a better back and proves himself in the passing game, we'll see a boost in that. He did have just 20 catches, which is 30 less catches than Miles Sanders, but that number will probably go up. Again, he did only play 13 games. 
Also, that is a bit of a concern as to how they'll use him. There is certainly a chance that the Raiders will continue to have a lacking usage for him in the passing game. But let's stop uh, before I say anything more. Let's just look at these guys side by side and compare them. And ultimately, let's start answering that question of which guy does have more value. So for the comparison, we'll just take a look at it. Fantasy points. Who had more fantasy points? Well, uh, Josh Jacobs finished 21st in fantasy points while Miles Sanders finished 15th. However, in fantasy points per game, Miles Sanders finished just 22nd, while Jacobs finished 16th, showing when he was on the field and healthy, he was getting more points in the average fantasy game. And fantasy points per game is clearly more important than total fantasy points. Some people are concerned about Josh Jacobs' health. He is way too young in his career to be worried about that. He missed a couple of games, whatever. They weren't a playoff team, not worried about it whatsoever. Uh, but what is noteworthy to me is he played three less games and saw way, way more carries. I think he had 63 more carries, something like that, and ultimately had, uh, was at 300 more rushing yards. So yeah, he was more effective on the ground. And as much as we get enamored with running backs who can do things in the passing game, total yards does matter. Uh, running backs have to be able to run. That is their number one priority. You can very quickly turn yourself into a Tariq Cohen or a Naheem Hines of the NFL where your value will be limited because you can't run. Whereas if you can run, you can always become a Derrick Henry even if you can't catch. So yeah, I do think that, that yards on the ground is more important than yards in the air. Even though uh, Miles Sanders did have about 350 more receiving yards in the air. Although again, three games, whatever. So we'll see kind of what that looks like next year. It is important to note that he had way more carries and he had Josh Jacobs, I'm speaking of, had way more carries. He also had more yards per carry. That does bode well for him. And he also had more yards per carry behind a worse offensive line. I don't know how much better the Raiders offensive line is going to be this year than last year, but it does show that he is a better runner. And I think that question or that has been pretty clear at this point. So we'll move on from that. But in the receiving game, again, not very well used. That is a problem. There's one stat that I found particularly interesting. Josh Jacobs had 30 less catches, but he did have two more avoided tackles after the catch than uh, Miles Sanders. He also averaged 1.2 more average yards after the catch per reception than Sanders. So he was a bit more efficient in the passing game, and that could see his usage in the passing game going up next year. That's a prediction I don't have a lot of faith in. I would be most likely, I'm putting my money down on the Raiders are going to continue with a very similar offense as they did last year. Um, but maybe two, three, four years down, uh, down the road, we'll see a different Josh Jacobs. And that, that's something to definitely keep your eye out for. According to ADP, which I think is important because we're not just talking about their value. If you're, if you're in a dynasty league, yes, straight up value matters and you just keep a guy and keep him, boom. But if you have to draft these guys, then where you draft them is important. I do ultimately have to say that I think Josh Jacobs is the better fantasy back. Sanders is probably safer in PPR, but in standard league, uh, you got to go Jacobs easily and hands down in my book. I do believe that as much as I love Miles Sanders, Jacobs has just scored more touchdowns and he was very effective and trustworthy on the ground. And we're going to continue to see the Raiders use him, though I do trust the Eagles offense quarterback situation quite a bit more. Uh, Jacobs is healthy, so I do like him in a dynasty league more as he's a little bit bigger. If, excuse me, if he is healthy, I do like him more. Again, he's a little bit bigger and that is going to be very important down the road. You have to wonder with guys like Miles Sanders how they're going to last unless he manages to put on some weight, which as of right now, I'm not seeing any reports that he has. Although it is quarantine and I myself have put on some weight, that's probably not the kind of weight he would be looking to put on anyways. Um, ultimately, if you're worried 
um, about Josh Jacobs' health. I wouldn't worry about it. Again, he missed a couple of games last year, but they weren't a playoff team. So I think it was just a smart move to keep their stud young back healthy because they do want him well-rested because they want to give him a lot of touches. I think that's something Gruden saw. They were like, well, we're going to run this guy into the ground over the next three or four years. So we might as well let him rest on a season which we're not going to be competing for a Super Bowl. Uh, whereas Miles Sanders is a guy who got drafted, was not expected to come in and be a workhorse and may never be a workhorse. I know there's a lot of reports. I think a lot of people are going to see or expect to see Boston Scott come in and take some, some touches. That could happen far from a guarantee. I do see ultimately the volume ceiling for more touches. It's got to go to Josh Jacobs. But uh, anyways, what I was saying, that was a very long-winded way to talk about their ADP. Josh Jacobs is, on average, being taken as the seventh running back and ninth overall pick, while Miles Sanders is being taken as the 11th running back, but the 22nd overall pick. So 13 picks later than Jacobs is when Sanders is being taken. That's over a whole round later. And so as far as value per pick, I kind of lean towards Miles Sanders. Again, especially if you're in a PPR league, that could very well turn out to be a beneficial thing to go for there. Um, it's just waiting. And imagine that. That extra 13 picks is essentially going to get you, say, Chris Godwin or Mike Evans or a stud wide receiver or maybe another running back. Maybe that 13 picks later allows you to draft Aaron Jones or maybe... I mean, depending on the way your draft could go, you could end up with both of these guys. I think that's not super realistic because I think as the season gets closer, we'll probably see Miles Sanders' ADP rise a bit. Uh, but as of right now, if you went into a draft, it's not unrealistic to see that as a possibility where you could get both of them. And that would be a super stud young backfield to get, especially if you were in a startup keeper league, although it's far less likely to happen in that league. Ultimately, guys, I think these are two phenomenal young running backs. They both have huge upside and they both specialize. Sanders has a big boost in PPR, whereas you've got a lot of safety in standard league when you go towards Jacobs. Um, you've got a little bit of an undersized concern for Sanders. You've got a little injury history for Jacobs. Ultimately, I see them both as stud young backs. Jacobs for me is a little bit better and I do believe that is the case because he's being used more and because he's been so effective in finding the end zone, because he's been so effective on the ground. But you gotta like that ADP for Miles Sanders for sure. Ultimately, in a PPR league, he is the safer pick. As much as I like Josh Jacobs, if you have, if you have any concerns with him in a, a PPR league, you got to feel like the safer pick is the guy who's going to get you 50 catches. Because remember, that 50 catches is an extra 50 points. That's quite a bit of touchdowns to make up. So, um, guys, that's the video. Hopefully you appreciate it. Hopefully you like this breakdown. Hopefully it was specific enough um, because I know this is a difficult thing to be looking at. And a lot of you guys are in very specific scoring leagues and things are a lot different from what I'm used to in fantasy for a lot of you guys. So if you have any more questions or comments on this, please leave a comment down below and let's talk it out. And hey, I would love to turn this video into a series. So please tell me who else you want me to compare. I'd love to do one of some of the young wide receivers from last year, like Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, and Debo Samuels. There's a lot of young talent to continue to compare. So let's turn this into a series, like I said, and let me know who you want to hear about. But as always, guys, thank you so much for watching. You have a great day.